WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back, everyone, to WVUA 90.7 The Capstone, MVA student section. I'm your host, Zachary Elrod. Here with me is Trey Simpson, and we got Drew Williamson, baby, and we're back. We're all together, and we're ready to talk about some quick NBA topics today. Starting things off, LeBron James was, or the Warriors tried to trade for LeBron James before the trade deadline was up, and it was said that the Warriors tried to trade for him, but then obviously the Lakers had to say no to that. And then it was also said that President Daryl Morey had talked with the Lakers, the 76ers president, and then they said that they had talks, the 76ers and the Lakers had talked with the LeBron James trade. And then it was said that the Lakers followed up by asking, is Embiid available? And then as soon as that happened, the conversation was over. So what, is y'all, what are y'all's reactions to, first things first, the Warriors and the LeBron James trade? Man, honestly, I don't know how that would have even been pulled through. My first thought about that is, like, who was included in that trade package? Like, what mm-hmm. was the Warriors about to give up for LeBron James? Because obviously – at that point, the only, like, even trade would be, what, Curry. But they're not giving up Curry in that There's situation. There's no way so they give up Curry. What are they giving up? A bunch of picks and, what, who else? Draymond, Clay. Because if LeBron's going to the Warriors, there's no way he'd go to a Warriors team Curryless. You know what I'm saying? If Curry's not on that team, there's no way he wants to go there. Yeah, I couldn't even see them giving Draymond and Clay because their market value obviously isn't even that – you know, like I could see them being included in the deal, but not just for those two by themselves. Yeah, they don't really have anybody tradable. What about you, Drew? I think I uh, I know LeBron, who he said he's wanted to play with. There's that one player he hasn't played with that he really wants to play with. It's Curry, but this was just surprising because I mean to make this trade, I mean probably put Wiggins in there, probably put Clay in there. Yeah bunch of picks I don't know it's a toss-up between Draymond maybe and you know Kuminga I think if you trade Kuminga though that they don't realize what they're trading I think Kuminga is he's been balling he has been he's, he's been, been balling so I don't know that's an interesting interesting thought to have to wait so I'm pretty sure Steph said something like it was a surprise to wake up to to see LeBron mm-hmm. was almost a warrior that would have been crazy imagine if that actually they might have gave us some money for it, maybe. Like, if they could, didn't have anything else to offer, they could have just, like, gave them. Does that, change, does that change things out west, though? Oh, for the Warriors? Yes. For the whole – how? How does it – I think it changes like, everything. What, if LeBron were to go to the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changes a lot. Are changes they immediately, immediately front runners? Uh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say front runners, but, I mean, yeah, it's going to definitely – To catch up. But LeBron's still, what, 39? LeBron, yeah, 40. LeBron's still LeBron. So, not 40, but, you know, close to it, like probably 30 points. At least probably, what, eight assists, give or take. Mm-hmm. Definitely about eight boards to nine boards. So, yeah, pair him with Curry, yeah, I think they would make a – um, they definitely make a run, shoot, at that point. Yeah, I think Curry on the – or not Curry on the Warriors, but LeBron on the Warriors, him and Curry, I mean, I think that changes everything. I don't think there would be instant, like – 
finals favorite to win everything, but I think that changes a lot. I thought the most interesting thing to me was that Daryl Morey for the 76ers actually came in on the scene and said, like, hey, we're interested too. But the Lakers immediately turned them down and then asked for Embiid, and they're like, okay, no, we're not giving up Embiid. But I just thought that was kind of like random because everybody was worried about the Warriors and stuff, but nobody really talked about the 76ers. That would be really interesting. I mean, you, I just don't see how this move would benefit the Sixers at all. Obviously, you get LeBron, but you're 100% giving up Maxi. Mm-hmm. If they're not trying to give up Embiid. If you're not, yeah, because they're they're not trading Embiid, so you're giving up Maxi, probably Tobias Harris. Yeah, I just I don't see how this would move would work or be smart for the Sixers. Mm-mm. Shoot, I but Maxi like and AD. I was no, I was saying I feel like in both situations, like whether he went to the Warriors or the 76ers, like it would take time for them to figure out how to play with each other. Because in both situations, well, Embiid is a ball-dominant player. Curry, I mean, he moves without the ball. He gets other teammates involved. But, I mean, he's used to, you know, in a clutch situation, he's used to having, like, the guys, you know, want to ride his coattail in that situation. So, mm-hmm. True, true, true. But, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big surprise to me. But moving on from this topic, we got Isaiah Stewart for the Detroit Pistons. I'm not surprised whatsoever on this. He punched through Eubanks before the game even started versus the Suns and was immediately arrested based on, like, you know, assault and stuff. So I'm I'm just not surprised by this. We all know what happened. Speaking of LeBron, with Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James, with that, uh, with that whole controversy and stuff – in that game so for this to happen and stuff Isaiah Stewart I mean he's he's a clear hothead he I mean he acts out of rage with certain things so what are y'all's thoughts on it I think the I think the funniest part of the whole situation like the whole deal was Drew Eubanks played after getting punched he played and he, oh, said, he, it did? Was a soft, he said it was a soft punch yeah oh That's, wow that was his because everybody was kind of wondering if he would play or not and he was like yeah it was a soft punch i'll play Dang. so i mean what else would he say oh man he hurt me <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> that was the best part though in my opinion but yeah isaiah stewart i don't know he obviously we talked about Le- him with lebron that situation but he's he definitely is a high head yeah, yeah. I don't really see how he really benefits the Pistons like any. I mean, he's young, but I mean, I mean what is he going to provide? Um, like he's solid on his rebounding, like his defensive role. Like he does the dirty work. Yeah, it's just like at what cost, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, shoot, if that's the case, I mean, let's go ahead and punish Draymond because you know Draymond is oh, more high headed than him at that point. Mm-hmm. You know. Before, can I, I just want to say something about Draymond? I. Because all the talk about him and Yusuf Nurkic, I don't know if y'all saw. That oh yeah, they're serious beef, man. They're serious that was, beef. That was crazy, but I don't. I genuinely don't think Draymond like learned anything from that suspension. He still plays the exact same way. He, he in fact, like he plays like almost like more out like landish than he did before the suspension it's like he's he over there antagonize people yeah more. exactly he's over mm-hmm. there with the clippers like sticking his tongue out and do yeah pointing to his finger about his ring yeah. basically pulling the clay yeah thompson. he did the clay thompson <laughs> with the four rings i saw that it's i just, saw that Dre, i don't i don't know man it's, i don't think draymond's ever beaten the allegations i don't think he will either i think no. honestly what nurkic said he said it's only a matter of time before he does it again and i agree with him at this point, he's just digging his own grave. Yeah. I mean, that's just plain and simple. 
But shout out to Drew Eubanks, dude, for taking that <laughs> hit and playing for your team through that. Like, I mean, hey, shout out to Drew, dude. But anyway, and Drew on the show yeah, too. Yeah. Shout course. out to both Drews. <laughs> but anyways, I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on. I don't know if y'all are familiar with this guy, Chris Russo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. You know the guy on first take. Mm-hmm. This is the same guy that said Shaq was not a top five center of all time. He said that Kareem was above him. He said that Wilt Chamberlain was above him. He even said that Tim Duncan was above him, and he's not even a center. Tim Duncan. Yeah, he's not even a center. Dominance, bro. It's way too clear that Shaq is the most dominant player to ever play the game. We didn't say the best like ever to play the game, but in terms of dominance, who stopped Shaq? Nobody. Nobody. And his prime, dude. I mean, who? Like we've never seen a guy at that size, at that height, play for that long and be. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think yeah, Chris Russo's got to be a a Shaq hater because. In my opinion, he's a top 10 player of all time. Like, Facts. straight up, not even yeah. center. He's a top 10 player of all time. 100% is a top five center of all time. The cup, He named a couple of people that I could, I would probably put above Shaq. I think he said Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Kareem. And then you mentioned Hakeem. And I lo- Hakeem, I do like. I don't. That's he's a, not above Shaq, in my that's opinion. That's a tough conversation. I don't think he is either. He put Wilt above yeah, no. Shaq. No, I love Wilt, but no. He played against plumbers, dude. There's no mm-hmm. way. And like you, like Trey said, Shaq is the most dominant player of all time. It's not even close. Oh, you said plumbers. No, that was just funny. <laughs> the, um, he did, dude. Honestly, yeah. I, the only person I would put maybe above Shaq as an overall player, I mean, I guess I can give you Kareem and Hakeem. Those are only yeah. two. Yeah. And then that's about it. And, yeah, because – was Bill Russell? I'm not putting Bill Russell footage. Not putting Bill Russell above him. So. No way I'm putting Bill Russell above but him. But Bill is up there. I want to give credit to Bill. He did play back in the day with Wilt and stuff, but I mean, it's 11 rings. That's like, that's just insane. And Tim Duncan, that's a, he's a power forward. Now, for his position as a power forward, number one, I think, I think Tim Duncan may be the best power forward of all time. But Me too. He's not a center. Yeah, so. Tim Duncan, and then I'll put Dirk second. Oh. Dirk's up there, yeah. yeah. And then Giannis, he's climbing. Yeah. You got to consider Giannis 100%. in that. And then I guess you could put, like, I don't know, Charles Barkley or somebody. I'd have to I'd have yeah. to, I'd have yeah. to think yeah. about it. You got to consider Charles. I, mean, I know he hasn't won a ring, but you know what I'm saying? He was dominant, especially when he played. Is KD a power forward? Uh, or is he a small forward? I mean, he he was originally a small forward, but yeah, he was yeah. a small forward. Mm-hmm. But. But I'd even get to my main point, dang, we got on a rant. <laughs> because he says that the Magic should not have retired Shaq's jersey. Now, I get what we're saying about the Shaq Kate, but to his point, he was talking about, you know, in the playoffs, they never really made it all the way in the playoffs. And eventually he did leave to go to the Lakers instead of staying and sticking out with them to maybe one day even get to the finals or something. So, I mean, I kind of see his point there. To go hand-in-hand with, like, you know, we just talked about how he's a Shaq hater. But with this point, I think – because then it comes up, like, hey, shouldn't you retire, like, Paul George's jersey for the Pacers? Because I've seen people talk about that, too. And then you have people – yeah, Paul George said it himself. He said that I didn't stay in Indiana long enough for you to retire my jersey, so I don't think – and I think that's becoming, like – feels like a – bunch of teams around the league are like questioning if they should retire people's jerseys or not i don't know Shaq with the magic i feel like 
Yeah, he, did, he didn't win a ring there. I think he got to the finals. Am I correct? I think, did he get yeah, to the I no, think he, he got, got to the finals. But I think he lost. Jordan and them. Yeah, yeah. And it was not – yeah, yeah. So, Wait, that is right. Yeah, yeah, But he, yeah, they lost. But they lost. So, Shout it's – Shout out Penny Hardaway. It's a tough Yeah, then tough you got to think about Penny. Yeah. Because if Shaq is reti- – they're sh- retiring Shaq's jersey, then you would think – I mean, Penny Hardaway deserves it just Absolutely. as much as Shaq. Even Horace Grant on that team, because that was before he went to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grant yeah, Horace Grant was an all-star then. No, I, after he went to the Bulls, right? No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Horace Grant got traded from the Bulls to the Magic. I apologize. Or wait. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> or wait, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Because Horace Grant was an all-star. I think he was only a one-time all-star, and that was for the Magic. Yeah. I believe so. But, yeah. Definitely, like, Horace Grant, people like him, and then, well, I guess you could think about T-Mac, but T-Mac didn't really do much either. Yeah. I mean, so. see, unless they won anything, and like Drew said, like, they didn't win anything. So, I mean, you don't necessarily need, especially Shaq. Like, at that point, he already had his jersey retired to, what, Miami and um, Lakers, so. It would be different if he was, like, a Damian Lillard, where he, like, he stayed with them for, I don't mm-hmm. know, obviously, Dame didn't win anything, but. I he s- deserves to I get still his feel jersey. like Portland's going to retire his jersey. So, but yeah, like you said, Trey, Shaq got his jersey retired by Miami, by LA, which they both won. Yeah. So. That's why. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I see this guy's point. I definitely see his point on that. But like to mention all his other points based on Shaq, I just think is way out of the box, way out of line. But honestly, to his, to his credit, I definitely see where he's going with this. But anyways, that's going to do it for this segment, y'all. Don't go away for more NBA news. We'll see y'all. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back, everyone, to the NBA student section. We're back, and we got some more news to talk about. I just wanted to talk to you all about the new MVP straw poll that just came out, and it had Jokic, number one, shocker, with 100 votes, and it had Shea, number two, with 99 votes, Giannis, three, 87 votes. But the thing I really wanted to highlight is Donovan Mitchell's quote saying that he should be top three in the MVP rankings. So before we go on, do y'all agree, disagree with this statement? Y'all's reasons why? Honestly, recently, if we're going off wins and losses, then yes, because the Cavs have been on a streak themselves, and Donovan Mitchell has been a very big part of that, while the Bucks have actually been losing. We're going to get into that later. But, um, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's valid to say. What do y'all think? 100% agree. He should be top three with the way the Cavs are playing. And, you know, obviously he's the he's the force that's, you know, leading them. They're second in the East right now going into the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% Donovan Mitchell should be top three. Yeah, the Bucks are stinking right now. Above I'm just going to yeah, put it plain. They're stinky. They're stinky. Oh, and Donovan, since wait. we're on that subject, I mean, we can just go ahead and tie that in there. Since Doc Rivers has taken over, um, the Bucks are three and seven. So yeah, they're negative. Maybe. I mean, and he's the Eastern Conference All Star. I'm just yeah. I have always thought that Doc Rivers is a 
com- like entirely overrated coach. I've always thought Doc Rivers was overrated. They're starting a show now. Seems like he can't really, which it's a tough task to just jump on middle of a season. True. And coach a team, which is makes zero sense as to why they fired Adrian Griffin. I don't understand why you'd fire a coach. Bucks were second in the East with like a 31 and 11 record when it happened. I just don't understand why. For some reason, they hated him. For some reason, I don't know why. That's crazy, but yeah, no, it's a tough, tough thing. But yeah, Bucks, Bucks need to figure it out. Yeah, it is tough, but like at the same time, we're not cutting them as much slack because they were second in the East, and now he's, you know, whether it's necessarily his fault, we don't honestly care if it's his fault or not. At the end of the day, it's always on the coach's fault. But yeah. You know, not the Nassau. You know, he doesn't need to tank their record. You know what I mean? So, and at the end of the day, look at their team. Like, I mean, yeah, their team is loaded. Dame, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Pat Bev, Pat Bev. Now (laughs) they got Bobby Portis coming off the bench. I mean, you know he's going to get buckets. Malik Malik Beasley. Don't forget about the best one on that team, the Nassau. Dude, he is like. (laughs) It is funny how like he cannot get like. I forget what they said. Like, he cannot be removed from this team. Like, he is, like, his contract is just set in stone. Like, they cannot trade him. They cannot do anything with that man. Yeah, it's hilarious. Goes. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, I know. It's just hilarious, dude. I wonder if that's going to be, like, the same with, like, Bronny or LeBron James. You can't cut Bronny James, bro. But Bronny's going to hoop. more time in the college. He's averaging five points right now. He's going to be good, saying, though. You know, he has to we- – we expect like you know enough from him, but obviously the average play, you know what I'm saying? They need time to develop. If he wasn't LeBron's son, he wouldn't even be on draft boards right right now. Mm-mm, he wouldn't. But like Bronny's gonna be good. I know that for a fact. Like if you watch him play, I'm not even trying to be on a bandwagon or anything. At least not for the NBA, but for college, he is a perfect college point guard with his athleticism, with his defense, the way he's able to just like pick up guards like full court. And the way he's able to shoot the ball and spread the floor and play make, I mean, he's literally just a perfect college guard. It's just USC sucks, yeah. bottom line. Anyways, moving back on to the Donovan Mitchell trade, I think he should be top three. The man's averaging 28 points a game, and he's averaging five rebounds, six assists on 47% from the field. I mean, dude's he's hooping. The number two in the East, we just talked about it. Everybody always sleeps on Donovan Mitchell, and I don't like it, dude. One thing that I think Donovan Mitchell should be top three, but another thing that just I don't understand how this guy isn't at least top three, Luka Doncic. I I don't I don't understand the man's averaging like 30, 33, 34 points a game with like nine assists and nine rebounds. The he Mavs was top three at one point, but he moved down. The Mavs are I don't know why the Mavs are like seventh in the West right now. It's just, just like he's had – sometimes he's had some bad games, like very few times. But then he's also been injured and stuff like that, which has yeah. caused other people. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I just – I don't I – don't I hate it as a Mavs fan because our – the reason we win is so – solely based, like 80% of our points and just – Everything is based on Luca. So if Luca's not in the lineup, then Tim Hardaway Jr.'s got to go off. Like all the pressure is because like he's averaging like 35 a game and he's he having all these assists, rebounds. He's literally doing everything for us. So if we don't like if he's out for a game and he has to like not play, then it's just like all the pressures on Kyrie, Tim Hardaway to produce. 
And it's just like, I don't but know. Shoot, we know Kyrie can handle the pressure, though. Yeah, but it's just like to go from a night to where, like, oh, okay, shoot, I won't have to do anything, to where it's like, oh, my gosh, we're missing 35 points. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot for everybody. But, yeah, I know Kyrie can handle the shoot, pressure. I mean, the Grizzlies feel. True. Memphis is going through it right now. I mean. They just came out with a win, though. Yeah, against the Bucks. Against against the Bucks. GG Jackson, he's I think he's been hooping lately. He has like I think in the last six games he's had like twenty points a game. He dropped like thirty something in the win last night. GG Jackson's going off too. But anyways, going back to the straw poll, I thought it was interesting too because Jalen Brunson got a first place vote too. Which I think I definitely think Jalen should be up there. I think I think Jalen Brunson should be top five. I agree. It's hard because we're naming all these people, but I, I think the top five in no particular order, Jokic, definitely SGA just because of how the Thunder have played this season. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, Luka. And then Brunson. Kawhi. But then you're throwing out Giannis. Kawhi. I, out Giannis. I don't know. Tatum, too. Kawhi Leonard. I'm not giving it to Tatum. Why? I just don't. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's just like, I don't oh, think. Tatum? You said Tatum top five? No. I just They're don't think Tatum's. Negative. They're first in the NBA. But they have I mean, so many people doing so many different things that for is that true. team. And it's different for a team like the Knicks. Because Brunson, Jalen Brunson, and then Julius Randle's been out. So, yeah. It's just different, dude. Because, like. When Jalen Brunson's out, then you see, like, Dante DiVincenzo having to drop, like, 30, which he is not doing. He's averaging, like, 10 a game this season. So, like, Jalen Brunson is very key to their success. But, like, Tatum is good, don't get me wrong. It's just there's so many people on that team to where if Tatum's out one night, it's not going to be – it's going to be a big deal. But, obviously, Jalen Brown can pick up the slack. You got Drew Holiday. You got Porzingis. You got – all those guys. Even Peyton Pritchard, he had like 28 the other I night. Pey- I love Peyton Pritchard. Well, I don't know. Because, see, with that logic, it's like the Mavericks would be fine, too. Derek Lively, um, Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, uh, Grant. Eh, I, I guess Grant Williams, Grant Williams is out. In there. Grant Williams out. is at the Hornets. Uh, Charlotte, yeah. That was a whole situation, too. Yeah. But I think – but the Celtics – forgot he got traded <laughs> <laughs> you forgot he got traded yes bro that was a quiet trade <laughs> yeah it was at one time but yeah the celtics i just think they just have way more talent than us than the mavs i'm just going to go ahead and flat out say it they have way more talent than us and they're just they have the best starting five in the nba they're just on a different i forgot to even mention Derek white huh who do you think does Wait, you have a um, you have an objection, Trey? I do. <laughs> uh, man, the Clippers, bro. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you that. That is the only it's thing that I'll even throw in the Suns in there. I think the Suns. I don't think the Suns compete with the Celtics, but the Clippers has a good statement. What? Yeah, I don't oh, think the Suns compete with Bradley Beal. Bradley Bill's like, eh. Kevin, Grayson Allen. Kevin Durant. Kevin Grayson Durant. Allen's good. Katie's good. And Nurkic. And Nurkic. You mean to tell me that's not going But then you got Porzingis with Nurkic. Then you got Tatum to KD. That's easy cleanser, KD. Brown, well, bo- easy Brown cleanser, to Booker. Too. Brown to Booker. It's pretty even so far. Obviously, Booker's Brown. better than Brown. Booker's better than Brown. But then Tatum and KD, 
That could Katie's been hooping, but that can go either way. Katie's better than Tatum. Katie's better. I think that could go either nah, way. Katie's better than Tatum. I've been That's hating on Tatum better. for the MVP, so I'm gonna go with Tatum. <laughs> it could go either way. And then you got Drew, or well, it's Drew Holiday starting, and then Derek yeah, White. Drew yeah, Drew with Derek, and then Beal and Grayson Allen. Yeah, yeah. So Drew Holiday is like. Grayson Allen's been hooping and stuff, but I'm taking Drew Holiday. And I'm taking Beal over. I'm taking Derek White's been hooping though too. Over the Celtics. I'm telling you, KD is I, obviously better than Tatum. Not saying Tatum's bad or nothing. It's just KD's just better. As a Suns fan, the most I'm the team I worry the most about is the Clippers easily because I feel like Harden, PG. Kawhi, Zubac, who's their With the Westbrook coming fifth. off the bench? Who's their fifth then? Uh, Trey Mann. Paul George. Did you did you forget him? So it's Harden. Or not Trey Mann. Terrence. I mean Terrence Mann. Yeah, yeah it's Harden, yeah. Terrence Mann, Paul George. Yeah, you said Kawhi. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that starting lineup. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough decision because they're all both all three of those teams have great starting lineups. They so. really did. It's just going to come down to, I don't know, with the playoffs, I just think if I had to, like, put my trust in somebody, I don't know, I think the Suns could make a run. It's just I just don't know about Bradley Bill in the playoffs. Yeah, well, the Suns choke in the playoffs, too. They're low-key in the same boat as the Celtics. One thing that I know for a fact, if the Suns don't stay healthy, that can – because that's that's their problem right now. Kevin Durant, fingers crossed, he hasn't had a major injury this season. But Bradley Beal has been in and out of the lineup a bunch, and he yeah. just can't seem to stay healthy. So, But if they can stay healthy, shaping up to be a exciting postseason. Yeah, for you Suns fans, like, no disrespect. Because when they're healthy, like you're saying, Drew, mm-hmm. they're, they, they're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Now, like, or I shouldn't say unstoppable because, like, you know, I am going with the Celtics and stuff course, like that. Yeah. But they're up there. They can definitely contend. Now, like a Celtics and Sun series, that would be really interesting to see. Celtics got to go through the Bucks. Uh, if Doc Rivers doesn't. Man, honestly. Just like Darvin Ham, bro. They're in the same boat. This is the time where we're going to see if Dame, what Dame and Giannis have cooking up, you know. What they're made of. Because... At the end of the day, they they're the ones who have to go out on the court and play. They got a hoop. So we're forgetting about the Bucks starting lineup when healthy too. I mean, Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. That is a solid start. It, it's hundred. <clears throat> I think it's pretty set in stone. No disrespect to the Cavs or the Knicks. I think it's Bucks Celtics for the East. For the East, yeah, one of those I'm two. I'm not counting the Knicks out. I don't think they can compete with the Bucks or the Celtics in a seven-game series. Unless Julius Randle. I'm about to say, if they're healthy, they have everybody and everybody, you know, then, yeah, I think it'll be a good But y'all forget last series. year the Bucks did sell to the Heat. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. That was – I feel like that was the Heat just doing something magical that nobody thought they would do because the Heat ended up making it all the way to the – Not the Heat, Jimmy Butler. Finals, yeah, yeah. Jimmy <laughs> did y'all Butler. see that set every time the Chiefs won a championship, like Super Bowl? I did see that. The Heat, the Heat make it to made, the NBA finals. finals. I did see that. That was just saying. That was crazy. <laughs> just saying, you guys. Anyways, on that note, we're gonna end this segment. We'll be right back with more NBA news. We'll see y'all.
WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back, everyone, to the NBA student section. We're back, and we got some more stuff to talk about. I really, since we were on that Celtics train, I really want to talk about their games recently because, I mean, the Celtics destroyed the Nets in back-to-back nights. Now, I know the Nets are not that good, but, I mean, if you destroy a team in back-to-back nights, I mean, that's pretty disrespectful. They just beat the Nets two times in a row. The Nets lost by eight in the first in the first time they played. Jason Tatum, we were just talking about him, balled out for 41 points. And then on Tuesday, that was on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the Celtics defeat the Nets by 50. And the boy Peyton Pritchard led the charge with 28 points. So what's y'all's thoughts on that, dude? They beat the Nets by 50. Yeah, um, uh, let me go ahead and uh, hate on that team a little bit. It's the Nets. Let me see you do that against the Bucks, Knicks, Heat, 76ers. Let me see all that. Mm. That's, that's what I got to say about it. I agree. I mean, beating a team <clears> – <throat> sorry, beating a team by 50 – Against any team you play, yeah, that's impressive. But I agree with Trey. I mean, the Nets aren't a aren't a good team, and I think they went when they went by fifty. They were at home, and Boston at home is so hard to beat. I think they're easily the best team um, when they play at the Garden. So I don't know. I just uh, like I said earlier, I feel like this is one of the most complete lineups. And I think the biggest thing for them is if Porzingis can stay healthy because, you know, it's so hard for him. He's missed so many games throughout his career. If he can yeah. stay healthy, watch out. Mm-hmm. And I got one more point about that, too. Another reason why it's not as impressive is because, like you just said, the Celtics are the number one team in the East. They're literally one of the top picks, if not the top pick, to win a championship or at least win the Eastern Conference Finals. So we expect this type of play from them. Mm-hmm. You know, They did it without Jalen Brown, by the way. Yeah, we'd be shaking our heads if they didn't perform. And like Al Horford. So. Yeah, they did it without Jalen Brown, and then, yeah, Al Horford wasn't even in the lineup. And they beat him by 50. But, I mean, when Mikael Bridges – no offense to Mikael. When Mikael Bridges is your star player, it's just he's, he's not a number one option. But – on any other team because teams are willing to pay like a high price for him because I know I like to have him on like you know on my Mavericks I mean that's going to be awesome dude as a third option when on any team with the Suns with the Lakers I mean he's going to be in any team as a big wing I love Mikel Bridges because he's he's a solid Mm two-way two-way player he plays great defense he's one of the best defenders in the league and he can get you a bucket too so yeah I feel like the Nets should really trade Mikel Bridges because like teams are going to overpay for him if team if the Timberwolves overpaid for Rudy Gobert just for defense and stuff, I mean, how much are teams going to pay? Like you just said, a two-way big wing can shoot it, can score. I mean, especially to a contender. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams are really going to pay like big bucks for that. But anyways, I just thought I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting that the Celtics destroyed the Nets, especially in this fashion, especially without Al Horford and Jalen Brown. But. Yeah, moving on to the next thing to talk about. Already talked about the Bucks, so we want to talk to y'all today about PJ Tucker. Well, real, well, I mean, or, we just kind of skipped over the fact that um, the Bucks lost to the Grizzlies and they didn't have like any stars. We could expand on that. Yeah, that that's embarrassing. I don't know if y'all saw the last play. 
but <laughs> Brooke Lopez kind of run, runs into Damian Lillard, causing him to lose the ball, and uh, just goes over to the Grizzlies. But that's it's a very close that, game, though. That's something that cannot happen. You cannot lose to a Grizzlies team who already was without John Morant. Pretty sure they didn't even have no John Morant, no J, Triple J. No Zyra Williamson went off, though, 27. No, no Desmond Bain either. So, yeah, no, this. No Marcus Smart, none of those guys. You cannot. And the Bucks were at full strength minus Chris Middleton still. You cannot lose that game. Zyra Williamson, 27. And then Gigi Jackson, we were just talking about him, 27 off the bench. I mean, they had an even amount of scores. They had some 18. What is that? Vince Williams, Jr.? Yeah, he's in the mm-hmm. Rising Star game, too. So, shout out Vince. Dame shooting balling. 7 of 21. Can't happen. Can't Struggling. happen. I think I saw some somewhere where it uh, showed a stat that Giannis was shooting better than Dame this year. Oh, from I mean, three? You know, me and Dame, you know, talked about before the game. I told him I wanted a new house, man. He got me. <laughs> but, yeah, Brooke Lopez, five for 14, two for nine from three. I don't know why Brooke Lopez taking nine threes. No, I'm actually okay with that. You're I, okay with that? Yes, because Brooke Lopez, I'm, I swear I'm okay with that. Brooke Lopez, I, I don't know. I've watched a lot of Bucks games recently. He can shoot the three as well as anybody on that team can. I know he can, but nine. I mean, if you're open, shoot him. Yeah, he is he a might have just solid been open. three point shooter. I'm yeah. telling you, but yeah, no, nine is a little. But that was but, all of his misses too. He went five for fourteen. How many rebounds did he have? Rebounds? Eleven. Yeah, eleven. All right. You know, Brooks got low. to though, especially if he's going to miss like that. He's got to like make an impact somehow. And then Malik Beasley, he only was three for ten. Like, didn't really take that many shots and didn't even make that many shots. They might have just thought, you know, because it was the Grizzlies who they were playing, like, you know, it might just be – they might have like Detroit. Yeah, they might have just took a night off. Yeah. But, see, that's Especially the mentally. difference in a playoff run. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that separates everybody. You know, like, you can't just take nights off just because. Very true. Very true statement. Bobby Portis was the only thing on the bench, too. He only had – he had 15, good game. But then Pat Bev won – Pat Connaughton, too. Like, nobody's – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nobody's scoring. The only person on that bench that scored is Bobby Portis. I mean, he's always good old reliable, though. I love Bobby, especially on this Bucks team. Ever since he joined the Bucks, he's always just been a great option for him. But anyways, do y'all got anything else to say about that game before we move on? No, we can go ahead and move on. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, going to P.J. Tucker, like – he had a quote saying he did not ask to be here for the Clippers. And I even saw a thing, I don't know if y'all saw the thing, if he were to get traded and stuff, that the Clippers have so many shoes of his that it would be, like, impossible to, like, move them out, like, <laughs> in the same day. It's just, like, insane how many shoes of P.J. Tucker's they have in storage. It would be, like, impossible to, like, find them all. But anyways, what do y'all think about the P.J. Tucker and Clippers situation? Um, so he only said this quote because him as well as Bones Highland the other night didn't travel with the team when they played the Warriors. So I can understand the player's frustration. You know, first of all, he felt like he was in a good situation where he was at and to get traded all of a sudden, you know, it is a business. But I mean, to not get used at all, like then what did y'all pick me up for? You know what yeah. I mean? So. And he's a he's a good player. Like I mean, he's a guy that if you leave him in the corner open, 
I feel like I've never seen P.J. Tucker miss a corner three in my life. But Mm -mm. he can play defense. He'll guard – He'll do all the dirty work. He'll He'll guard people like KD. He'll do everything that doesn't show up on the stat sheet Mm -hmm. for your team. So, if the fact that he's not being used, I mean, it would upset me too. I feel like he's, you know, right to be angry about his role with the Clippers. But to what y'all were saying to y'all's point earlier, I mean, the Clippers are just so deep. They just have so much talent on that roster. Like, a guy like Bones Highland, I mean, not really the greatest defender, but, I mean, offensively, that dude – He's a crockpot. I mean, like, bro's just like, I don't know. If y'all watch Bone Thailand highlights, I mean, he's like Jamal Crawford mixed with like, like a mini Brandon Ingram. I don't know, dude. Like, guy's just insane. Like a mini Brandon Ingram, cause he's so skinny. He is skinny. He looks like a mini Brandon Ingram. Well, shoot, maybe looks, but I don't know about play style. Because Bones is more of like a slashing type guy. Yeah, that's why I said Jamal Crawford. He probably like. To me, he's like a Jamal Crawford type. Like, you know, shifty and stuff, kind of like. Yeah, he's he shifty, but I wouldn't give him Jamal Crawford level because. But Jamal what other. Crawford's like up there with uh, Kyrie AI type handles, so I don't know. Who would you say then? I'm just saying, like, comparison. Not saying he's at that level, but I'm just saying, like, if you had to compare him to. Shoot, I couldn't even say. I mean, what, Darius Garland? Kind of reminds me of him a little bit. Darius Garland's underrated with that too, though. Like if you watch Darius Garland videos, dude, like the amount of like hezies he does, that's like it's probably a travel, but not in this league. It's just insane how he gets people off balance. I don't know if we talked about this too, but PJ Tucker was fined seventy-five thousand dollars for publicly expressing that he wants to join another team, <laughs> which I find seventy-five thousand, yeah, seventy-five k for. I guess going on there and saying I don't want to be here. That's an expressive. Uh, that's, I'm expressive. That's an expensive ticket for freedom of speech. Seventy-five mm-hmm. oh. k. Mm-hmm. I thought I've heard plenty of players say I don't want to be here. Like James Harden, how much has he been fined? He's <laughs> been. He said that about so many teams. <laughs> that's crazy. That boy has to be fined like two point five million. Like something crazy. Yeah. No, it's kind of ridiculous, though. If you want to find anybody, let's talk about to find these refs. It's no been a doubt. bunch of calls like in the past month and then some that's been just like either game changing or just outright ridiculous. Did so, you see the technical foul on Devin Booker? Oh, well, of course I did. Send him out of the game. <laughs> so what did he even do? Did y'all know? I watched was, the video over and over, and I saw a guy in the comments too. He's like, I've watched this video about 10 times, and I still don't know what this man's done. I know. Okay, so the first technical, Booker uh, didn't agree with a foul that um, he felt like he should have got. And I remember he yelled at the refs, and they called the first technical on him. Goes to break. Everything it goes to break. Then they come back, resume. Booker said something. He said he was talking to his teammate. Refs didn't see it like that. Refs tossed him right there. Then Frank Vogel got involved. He got a tech. It was it was what unreal. It? He must have said something. He must have said something. But crazy. he Booker said he was talking to a teammate. So, I don't know. It even looked like he was looking at the ref. I don't know yeah. if he's complaining or something. But like, no idea. When I saw it, I was like – why? Yeah. Like, why Refs are, you, are out of control. Refs are out of control. It's just like they're just focused on, like, the wrong things. You know what I'm saying? I agree. 
Man, I think they look too deep into, you know, responses and just they it's almost like they're looking for people to like trash talk and just kind of get emotional with it, but they don't understand as fans watching the game, that's what brings excitement to it, you know? Because we want to see stuff like that that we don't get to see every day. You know, we don't want to see a fight on the court, but if players are playing with passion and emotion, that's literally what the game is about. It's nice to have a story to it, too. Kind of like Dylan Brooks and LeBron, or at least to a modern-day era. Yeah, Like, you know Magic saying? and Bird would have been Magic and Bird, you know, if they didn't have that off-the-court, like, you know, rivalry. You know, mm-hmm. like, they didn't hate each other. I mean, maybe while they were playing, yeah. But, you know, after they were good friends, mm-hmm. you know. So we like seeing that kind of passion. You know, Jordan and the Bad Boy Pistons, you know, all that emotion that is part of the game is a part of the game and needs to be there. Not saying that we want the Bad Boy Pistons to come back, though. Because <laughs> that was just wild. Bill Beer, stay in retirement, please. We don't want you back. No offense to Bill, though. But anyways, moving on to Clay Thompson. we got to talk about Clay. I mean, bro went insane. 35 points, or, yeah, season high. Season high. He had, what do you have, seven threes? Yeah, seven for 11 from three, 13 for 18 on field goal. Hmm. Honestly, I logged in on Instagram one day, and I saw that it said Clay Thompson has, you know, been benched or whatever for the next game. I saw it, too. I wasn't surprised. He responded, though. But, see, this is the thing. He's up and down. He's a very up and down, inconsistent player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is one of them nights that he goes crazy and then shoot next game. Might have I'm like – I'm taking the under. 10, 12. He, he gets too hard on himself too. I mean, no yes. no player yeah. in history is going to tear his ACL and MCL in one leg and then tear his Achilles in the other leg and then come back the same player they were before both those injuries. It's impossible. So the fact that he's not – prime clay thompson and where he was before all the injuries he's got to just because i've seen like steph curry and you know kaminga come up to him during the games and like be like hey you're fine when he's having one of those terrible games and he'll just like ignore him and like push him to the side he'll just getting his little fits and, and i don't he, like yeah, it exactly because there's upset it's one thing to beat yourself up and be like oh i need to play better and it's like okay okay we understand that no but it's one thing to keep staying in that area and then just, like, blocking out your teammates, not wanting to communicate to them, just, like, putting yourself in this box. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because then you're just shielding yourself out from everyone, and that's not going to help anything. That's not going to help the situation. And Clay should know better for that because he's a veteran. He should be the guy picking up Kaminga saying, hey, you're okay, let's let's keep playing because he's the young You know what I'm saying? Clay's, Clay's the one with the four championships. Yeah. Like he advertises – a lot. But then again, I feel like at the same token, though, yeah, he does a bad job of bringing that energy with him, you know, to the team so the rest of the team feels it. Exactly. But at the same time, if that's what he needs to do behind closed doors to motivate himself and get himself to do what he just did last night, then by all means do that. But you know, just, just don't, don't do it, it in the, the middle team. of a game. Yeah, don't bring it to the team. Facts. I definitely agree with that. But, yeah, I mean, quite – I hope you do good, man, because he went off. But anything. But anyways, before we go, before we sign off, we do got to talk about the Washington Wizards with DeLon Wright. I did not know about this, but the Wizards just bought out his contract, and the guard, DeLon Wright, that used to play for the Wizards, he's now going to play for the Heat. 
which is actually pretty funny because, like, you know, they just got Terry Rozier. So now it looks like they're really trying to load up on the guards and stuff, which but that's is – a very good pickup. See, Good move, yeah. You watch some of DeLon Wright's highlights, he's a very good two-way – like, if anything, he's more known as a defensive kind mm-hmm. of guy. But he still does very well in transition. He could be a great – person off the bench coming out for t- Terry because you're starting lineup you got Terry Rozier hero hero Jimmy Buckets and Bam, Bam. yeah Bam's at five who's at the four Bam's at five and then she, maybe the so. <laughs> you could do Hawkes. <laughs> but um yeah no I think like like Trey said DeLon Wright's always been as a defensive kind of point guard and I think it him and Tyler Hero's game kind of offset each other perfectly because I feel like Tyler Hero is more offensive based. Oh, yes, definitely. And um, can get you a bucket when you need one. And DeLon as long Wright, as he's healthy. DeLon Wright can, you know, clamp any any other team's got Not, you know, so there's some top-end guards that you can't guard uh, no matter how hard you try. But he's one of those two-way players that can uh, lock in on defense. And right. especially coming off the bench for Terry, because yeah, Terry sure. is kind Terry's of more offensive base and kind of more of a, I guess you could say, undersized guard. Yeah. Man, Miami's looking scary, man. Like, they're making the right moves. They've made the right moves this uh, trade deadline. Like, you know, I know for a fact that they're going to have to see New York in the playoffs. Ooh, that would be that's going to be an amazing. People that just don't watch basketball will be like, eh. But that's going to be a really good playoff. Absolutely. That's going to be something I'm definitely wanting to tune into and that you all should tune into too. Okay. But anyways, that's going to do it for this episode, y'all. Y'all got anything to say before we sign off? Um, Honestly, shoot, thank you all for listening and uh, hope you all be back next week. Thanks. Yeah, same, and uh, I got Team West in the All-Star game. Ooh, okay, okay. And I got Mac McClung for the dunk contest. But Jaime Hawkes is going to do good. But anyways, Sabrina's going to beat Steph in the three-point. Oh, that's, I actually agree with that. I actually agree with that. But anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Peace.